You're listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways, a podcast highlighting the best of Northeast Iowa. I'm your host and producer, Morgan Thias, the communication and outreach specialist for Northeast Iowa Resource Conservation and Development, also known as RCD. We are a small nonprofit that serves seven counties in Iowa Alamakee, Buchanan, Chickasaw, Clayton, Fayette, Howard, and Winnishik in addition to byways that travel through Jackson, Jones, and Delaware counties. Our mission is to recognize opportunities and provide leadership to make Northeast Iowa a vibrant, place-based model for the nation. We love the people and places that make Northeast Iowa unique and special. Welcome listeners to our next episode of Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways. Today, we're traveling the Driftless Area Scenic Byway and getting an inside exclusive with Executive Director for the Decorah Area Chamber of Commerce, Jessica Rilling. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what brought you back to Decorah? Yeah. Morgan, I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm, you know, new to the Executive Director position here at the Decorah Area Chamber of Commerce, and I can tell you just a, a couple months in, it's a great fit. I'm just really, I'm energized by all the things that the chamber has already done and can be doing going forward. So, um, yeah, happy to tell you about how I how I ended up uh, back here in Decorah. I, I moved to Decorah in eighth grade and went to high school here. Uh, and it's it's definitely the town when people ask me where my my hometown is. Um, I always say Decorah, Iowa. I really feel connected to this place, and uh, both my parents and my husband's parents uh, live here too. So, gosh, I graduated back in two thousand three. Went to Iowa State, thought I was maybe going to be an architect, uh, found out that wasn't a good fit. Ended up in English and environmental studies, which I really enjoyed. Met my husband, who majored in electrical engineering and computer engineering, and worked for a time uh, in Des Moines. I was with the Iowa Natural Heritage Foundation, and uh, I think folks up here in Northeast Iowa have likely met uh, Brian Fankhauser. He's, he's stationed up here now. For that organization, um, they do a lot of great work with natural resources, uh, conservation, and um, public land acquisition. So anyway, yeah, kind of a great start coming out of college. Uh, got a lot of experience with grant writing, conservation, uh, and working uh, with entities all over all over Iowa. Once my husband was done with his master's, we uh, were looking at job opportunities probably within like a state of Iowa, and we're really blessed that he was able to get something at Rockwell Collins is what it was called at that time. So we moved to Cedar Rapids and that's where we've been the last 10 years. I had a couple positions there that uh, really gave me good background uh, for what I'm doing today. Worked for a while for Lynn County Conservation um, as their outreach manager. And then, uh, yeah, gosh, for the the six years prior to moving back to Decorah, I was with Iowa Valley RCD. And uh, I know that name will sound familiar to you, Morgan. A very similar organization based out of the Amana colonies. Uh, the big focus areas were in food systems and creative placemaking. And I did a lot of the creative placemaking work, including uh, work for the Iowa Valley Scenic Byway, which is about 77 miles long. And it goes from the Amana colonies to the Meskwaki settlement. So I got to work with a lot of small rural communities on individual projects and also really fun collaborative work for economic development and, and, and tourism. So yeah, how did we get back here? Um, you know, we, 
uh, have talked about moving back, being close to family. We love Decora, great school system, great outdoor recreation, uh, really a place we can see ourselves, you know, being for forever, uh, our forever home. So yeah, um, I was surprised to see a job opening um, back here. 2020 was a weird year. Uh, so we didn't expect to, to move during it. But uh, I think a lot of people, I don't know, I would think this would resonate with a lot of folks. But when you want to move back to your hometown or a small town, you kind of watch uh, for those positions that might open up that could be a good fit for you. And so when uh, this chamber position opened, said, well, it's important for me to apply and, and give it a try. Uh, and then I guess really the the game changer for us uh, that allowed us to, to really move up here was my husband's position um, being able to go long-term remote. Uh, he's with BAE Systems now, um, a senior software engineer. And uh, so somehow we have, yeah, we've landed in the place we want to live with the jobs we want to have. And we're just really... We're feeling really blessed. Seems like the stars just aligned for you. And I can say that I'm kind of the same way. Northeast Iowa really has a way of bringing us back. I went to college in Cedar Falls and thought that, oh, I need to get away from Northeast Iowa, but here I am, I'm, I'm back, I can't stay away. Can you explain your current role to our audience? Yeah, absolutely. So not every town has a chamber of commerce, um, but a lot do. I think it's maybe one that folks will be a little bit more familiar with since uh, that that structure goes back quite a long ways. Um, actually, the Decorah Area Chamber of Commerce will have its 100th anniversary in 2024. So, you know, chambers have been around a long time serving the business community, and uh, that's that's a big part of, of what I will do here is serve the business community, small, medium, large size businesses. And then also I think play a important role with collaborations when it comes to county economic development and tourism, partnerships with, you know, the local colleges. And, you know, I'm already getting into a lot of conversations about workforce development and maybe some of the barriers to, to getting people here in our community that want to be here, whether that's housing or childcare, but you know the the business community in a, a town this size is um, is a fragile ecosystem, uh, you know, and in, and so it's always important to be um, aware of what's happening now, but but planning for the future too. So the the chamber is really we're really excited to provide a lot of those traditional services. And I think probably the, the biggest one would be that connectedness. Everybody's busy. And I think that the business members are really served to have uh, the professional networks. Um, and, and then just a lot of opportunities for innovation and collaboration. And that takes some people power. So happy to have the chamber here watching for those things and then helping to execute them. I don't think people realize how incredible a chamber can be for a community that's continuing to grow. It's just, it's a dynamic that gets taken for granted, I think. 
jumping right into the city of Decorah and all it offers. I know growing up and still currently, if we want to have a girls' day or go out, it's downtown Decorah. That's the place to go from window shopping or just walking Main Street, actually shopping, eating, enjoying the views. There's so many options for such a rural place. Can you talk about the retail businesses in Decorah? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. That's something that is really celebrated is the number of businesses and, and really just how big the downtown district is. Um, I think a lot of visitors are surprised at how many blocks of businesses there are. Um, and certainly there are uh, great um, retail shops and restaurants out, outside of kind of this downtown block, but people are really surprised at how big the main street is, how many um, shops and buildings uh, there are. And, um, just walking that stretch, I, I think is, uh, it, it's impressive. We have a really good diversity, places that have been here for a long time, and also a great mix of young entrepreneurs uh, bringing in new ideas and new spaces. You know, 2020 has been a hard year for, uh, for the retail businesses, but I, I will say that the decor businesses have really adapted well. Everything from, you know, Impact Coffee changing the way that you could order and pick up. I mean, they made physical changes to their building uh, to allow for that. We've had a lot of uh, just really talented business owners who have um, amped up or just really continued to showcase some other buying options. Uh, so, um, you know, Modish, if you're, that would be a fun for a girl's day. Uh, beautiful clothes, jewelry, um, and they have done a great job still showcasing all of those things um, on social media uh, and, and trying to strike a good balance there. So the girls' days are, are still happening, I think, here for the decor community, but they, they look a little bit different right now. I know once uh, we head a little bit later into the year and, and hopefully can kind of come out on the other side of COVID, uh, I, I expect there will be many girls' days happening, uh, and we're really we're really looking forward to that. But yeah, I think folks will be surprised about about the diversity: clothes, jewelry, books, lots of places to stop in and get a snack or an appetizer or a meal. Really high quality, and I think that's why people drive so far. Yeah, there's so much to do, so much to see, and people really enjoy that. And adapting, like you said, I think the businesses are doing a great job adapting to 2020. It's just been really weird. But you can't have a girls' day or an outing in general without food, right? So Decora is really incredible because it offers a wide variety of food from fast food, Korean food, Chinese food, home-cooked food, just about anything, not to mention the wineries and brewery options that they have. Would you touch on how these businesses have been working together and really di diversify for tourists in the community? Yeah, well, it is diverse. Uh, and maybe I'll, I'll start by mentioning a few things that your listeners um, may or may not have uh, heard about or had the opportunity to come and uh, experience yet just with this current set of circumstances, but um, they'll be excited to come try uh, a lot of the options at uh, The Landing, which is located over by Pulpit Rock Brewing. And I would just say like a great community space, good hours of operation, they're open late, um, and offering, uh, oh gosh, there's a 
There's a, a new location for Sugar Bowl ice cream. Justin's does a lot of great hot food and I believe breakfast all day, uh, which is, you know, um, something I always pay attention to. And uh, new deli arts, amazing homemade bread and sandwiches. The juicery, um, you know, people are really excited about that. Uh, it's had its soft opening. Route 43 juicery is, is up, and I know they can, they can hardly keep uh, stuff in the cooler. It's, it's wildly popular. I think they're already upscaling um, their operation there. So, I mean, that would definitely be a place I would, I would recommend um, people check out that's new. Of course, uh, we have people travel a very long ways, um, my husband's uncle comes all the way from Alexandria, Virginia, to get his Mabe's pizza, uh, and I don't think that's unusual. So we have, we you know, we we have those um, really anchor uh, restaurants that have served the community a long time. And as we head into the summer seasons, you know, I think that classic combination of Mabe's and Whippy Dip uh, it just doesn't ever get old. But yes, you mentioned the the diversity there, Coriana. I tried the Monkey Brains appetizer for the first time, and I have to say, delicious. Reminded me of fried mushrooms. A lot of, a lot of fun stuff to try. The um, T-Box has been doing great burgers. And actually, I have to say, I learned they do delivery. And so uh, they definitely know where the chamber is because I've had them deliver quite a few times here. Uh, so their French dip and uh, au jus and the potato salad has been my, my pick lately. But, but yeah, the breweries you mentioned, and I will say that we... Um, have folks travel a long ways specifically for that, whether there's a, a beer release or you know they're they're making that trip on the weekend uh, because they're passionate about about visiting you know uh, small uh, local breweries. If folks haven't yet been up to um, Topoli and Goliath's uh, tap room, that's a nice big space. Uh, especially, I guess I would just mention too with COVID, where I know you you can you can distance pretty well in their inside space. Uh, great food and beer. Pulpit Rock, I saw a big line around uh, the block on Saturday. I think they must have done a big release. Um, so still, uh, every, you know, everybody bundled up and excited to try uh, what was new. Yeah, what, uh, I, got, I got excited there about all the, all the food, but r remind me what else I was supposed to talk to you about. I think you covered it. Okay. There's <laughs> just so many options. Now I'm hungry and we just had coffee and where am I going to have lunch? That's what's on my mind. But between the food and the shopping, I can't think of anything else people would need other than can you talk about some of the events and um, attractions in the Decorah area? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, um, again, it's a strange time for some of that. But I, I would say, you know, folks will be likely to have heard of Nordic Fest, which is that really big summer celebration um, and a special one worth the visit. A lot of really great Norwegian food, uh, a lot of live music, uh, the Nordic dancers uh, who wear the traditional uh, Norwegian outfits and do some uh, big performances uh, in front of the courthouse. Uh, so that one just has, also I think there's rock throwing now that I now that I, I think about that, um, and a lutefisk eating contest. Well, really, just all the things. I, I can't say that I have tried the lutefisk, uh, but I've watched other people try it, and I think that's more fun. I so, can yeah. say <laughs> trying lutefisk sounds awful. My family is Norwegian, and so, like, Christmas comes around, and it's lefse, it's lutefisk, it's rumagru, it's all those things, and you can, I'll just stick with lefse. 
it's a vehicle to get more sugar and butter in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. The Parma pulses I'm a big fan of, and that uh, so yeah, and that's the that's the lefsa again. So um, yeah, really a treat. That that's a really a big one for us. Uh, there are other great events that happen throughout the year. Um, I haven't been up here yet for uh, a yoga festival, but I'm hearing a lot of great things about that. Women's Weekend Out was canceled for this year for 2021. Um, and in its place, we're doing just kind of a kind of a small uh, retail slash outdoor recreation um, weekend um, to try to still drum up a little bit of online shopping, uh, maybe some small groups going into stores, uh, you know, following best practice. And then, and then also, I mean, springtime and decor is beautiful. So we're working on coordinating a a spring ephemeral hike and just some opportunities for people to be in uh, safe spaces and, and still uh, have something to go do. So there'll be more coming out about that. Uh, We're calling it uh, Decora distinctively, and we'll have that on, on social media, but we'll be excited to have women's weekend out come uh, back with a big bang in 2022. That's a really popular event. I know that um, women travel from a long ways to come for that one. So they'll be excited to, to uh, get back to get back to normal. Other big just attractions. And I think uh, when we talk about building out itineraries and helping the visitor find the things that are a good fit for them. Uh, the Vesterheim Museum is, is always on uh, high on the list. You know, that's a big piece of the cultural heritage here. And um, I think people are surprised at uh, the, the size of the museum. Um, they've got a beautiful complex behind the building that has exterior buildings and pathways and, and uh, you know, historical interpretation. Uh, there's a whole ship inside the museum. Uh, people really enjoy that. Uh, I, w- I would also say that um, just the recreation piece in general is often uh, what we um, certainly here at the Visitor Center see people coming for. 2020 was a big outdoor rec uh, year. I, I suspect 2021 will will be as well. That's a, um, a way that I think people can, you know, spend time with their family, go out and do stuff and, and still feel like, uh, uh, feel safe doing, uh, doing those things. So um, hiking, lots of trails around here. We get a lot of questions about um, the waterfalls. Uh, those get featured in Travel Iowa quite a bit. Um, so the hike up to Malinafi Springs, Dunning Springs, and uh, Seaver Springs over at the, ha- uh, the hatchery. Um, and of course the Decora Eagles. I just learned there's a North Nest and a South Nest, really? which I didn't know. Um, so yeah, the South Nest is the one everybody's really familiar with and the one that the public's able to uh, get so close to and watch. But uh, we have a lot of people who are really excited to come see them in person after watching you know, the, vid- the video feed. And then I have to say, you know, there's there's stuff that's not very far from Decora. Gosh, after living in Cedar Rapids for a while, you know, it's all it's all a matter of perspective. Take you 30 minutes to get to the other side of town. Um, but uh, really great stuff happening just outside Decora. Um, Pivo Brewery, which kind of gets added into that great brewery loop. Um, if folks haven't been to the Beely Clock Museum. I don't know if you've been down there. No, that's, I've never heard of that. Oh, that's a stunner. Um, yeah, a couple brothers that were farmers that just built incredibly huge and elaborate clocks for fun. Uh, And I think originally their sister charged like 10 cents to have people walk through the house to see the work. Uh, and um, eventually the collection was donated to the town. That That's really, you know, Spillville is not very far away. That's worth a loop um, to go check that out. And uh, even north of here, I know we get people from all around the world actually to come see 
the Laura Ingalls Wilder Museum up in Baroque. Uh, that's a that's a big draw too. Um, with the books being translated into so many languages, they actually have a really amazing <laughs> visitor book. Uh, people come from a long ways away to see that uh, to see that place. There's a lot of choices uh, for uh, you know a variety of interests, and Decorah has a lot of lodging, really nice lodging, um, kind of the traditional stuff as well as Airbnbs, and so. I think people like that they can really build out exactly what they want when they come. Decorah is just known for their beautiful trails and being physically active in the community and maybe they're burning off those peanut butter burgers from T-Box. Um, is there anything new and exciting happening with other recreation? Like I know Jared was working on getting some interpretation pieces along those trails and um, different outlook or overlooks places. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, we're always talking about how to reach audiences for that that outdoor recreation piece. So yeah, I, mean, I was thrilled to hear that Jared and the team at the RCD are going to be doing publications for winter recreation, which we get a lot of questions about. And it's one of those things that it's it's hard to um, share, you know, accurate information. So I'm looking forward to those publications that'll be, uh, that'll be new. Um, as far as the uh, just trails in general, um, I know we send a lot of people up to uh, Van Penen, which has a pretty extensive trail network um, and a, a blend of uh, kind of landscape, you know, beautiful pine woods, prairie overlooks. Uh, a lot of people do um, mountain biking through there, I think, too. So we've talked about events, attraction, recreation, retail, food, all of those things, but switching gears just a little bit and still along the lines of bringing people to town, Luther College brings in a younger audience, but it's beneficial for the local businesses. It provides opportunities for those recreational resources. Is there anything you want to tell us more about when it comes to being a college town? Oh, absolutely. And I think I'll kind of connect your last question to this one because I, I failed to mention the Trout Run Trail which is a, a huge draw, used a lot by residents, used a lot by visitors. And I think part of why the Luther student body loves being here so much, you know, they are very close to a pretty amazing downtown. They are very close to recreation opportunities. You know, I think the experience of being a student here at Luther is, uh, is pretty extraordinary. Um, and a lot of the alumni We'll talk about that, you know, post-graduation, just the type of well-rounded experience they could have being here. We're, we're pretty excited to work more with, with Luther College uh, on that connection between the community and, uh, you know, and campus. It's been a little while since I was a college student, but I would say it's really easy to kind of stay in that, in that bubble, um, and sometimes they, they just need a little bit of that introduction or connections to uh, experience stuff that's just, you know, five, ten, ten minutes away. So that'll be, I think, an, an ongoing thing. Of course, the student body changes every year. So um, I'm really looking forward to conversations where we just keep that in front of us, right? How do we make sure that that, that student body is feels connected here and that the community um, feels connected to them, so. Yeah, that community aspect has to be a huge draw for Luther College students. 
But bringing this full circle, can you talk about the Chamber's membership, what that includes and why that is beneficial? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, the the Chamber has been in Decorah for a very long time, and uh, we have about 350 members. Um, um, Connectedness and that professional networking is definitely high on the list of uh, reasons to be connected uh, to the Chamber. I would also say... um, that uh, a lot of small businesses, small to medium-sized businesses, they only have so much time and so many resources to accomplish a lot of things. And so getting connected to that bigger group, getting connected to the chamber, hooks them into collaborative marketing, um, a lot of education opportunities. Uh, I just think that it's part of you know, being here and um, proactively saying, like, I want to contribute to the community as a whole, and I want to be connected to um, the other folks who live and work in this place. Um, You know, how can we, it's just so easy to, I think, be in a silo at your workplace. And so there's a lot of benefits to, to working with everybody. Uh, And that's, you know, you don't have time for that. And that's part of why you have the chamber. Um, So they can be watching for opportunities that connect you to others and um, help you individually, but also help the community as a whole. Um, I think some of that collaborative work is what allows us to have a bigger, more strategic impact. One more thing before we end. In your previous role, you worked with the Iowa Valley Scenic Byway, and you know the importance of sharing all things byway related and within the corridor. Can you tell us how your role in the chamber now, and you plan to cross promote both Decorah and the Driftless Area Scenic Byway? Yeah, it's a great question. I think, you know, when it comes to the state designated byway routes, the first thing to say is it's a wonderful opportunity for the communities that are on or near that route. Um, because it's state designated, because there's a, a statewide system and a statewide program, there are people, there are byway coordinators dedicated to do meaningful, measurable work on the byways and in the byway corridors. Um, it's just, uh, it's good to be aware of it. It's good to participate in it. Um, communities, have all of these, um, I think, opportunities when they're on that route that, you know, they didn't have to pay for. It's this extra layer of marketing and um, just really want to take advantage of that. Decora is pretty new to the byway, um, you know, system. The, the state doesn't extend byways hardly ever. Um, can only think of a couple examples. And, and so for Decorah to get to be looped in on the Driftless is awesome. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited because when we think about economic development and tourism, um, being able to look at that connected uh, network of people and businesses and experiences um, isn't just like fun and enjoyable, um, but it really strengthens the local economy. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm happy to help, I think with an education piece, since Decora is pretty new, um, you know, what is it? Why does it matter? 
um, and interacting with all the businesses, you know, I'm I'm excited to help be able to provide some of that education. But then I I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities um, for the Driftless, you know, Al McKee and Winshee County to, to, to partner and do some pretty great stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. And having been on, uh, on a byway and, and, and done that work, um, I know there's just a lot of, a lot of opportunity. And, and so I'm excited to be part of that, excited to be on the Driftless Area um, Byway Board and, um, yeah, just kind of contribute my skill set there. And we're happy to have you. It's only right that we end with rapid fire. We've done this on a few other episodes. I'm going to ask you a few questions and you have to answer them as quick as possible without oh thinking. Wait, did I get these pre, uh, uh, pre-show or these are new? These are surprise ones. These are surprise oh, ones. Okay. Right. Your favorite winter activity? Sleeping. Summer activity? Hmm walking. What is the best meal in Northeast Iowa? These are hard questions, Morgan. Um, the best meal in Northeast Iowa. I'm going to answer for today because I feel like I today would say that the best meal is the salmon salad from Justin's at the landing because that's what I want right now. Iowa State or Iowa? Oh, university. Well, I went to Iowa State. I have to answer that one. I like them both but I have to answer Iowa State. Kayaking or canoeing? You know, I'm a kayaker. I've been in, I've done the canoe thing. I don't know if it's wanting to have control or the fear of losing all the important stuff that's in there when I flip over, but for me, me it's kayaking. It's a a little bit easier, a little bit less stressful. TJ's Pizza or Mabe's Pizza? Oh, Mabe's Pizza, the regular. <laughs> now, to be fair, I haven't had TG's Pizza. Um, I heard they have good taco, and I have, I have yet to find my favorite taco here. So, it's not really, it's not really fair to them since I haven't tried it. But, but I can tell you that I have ordered a lot of regular Mabe's Pizzas, which they tell me is the most popular flavor. That makes sense since you're in Decorah. See, I'm from Claremont, so TJ's Pizza is my go-to. You should definitely try the taco. Casey's or Quickstar? Hmm, that depends what direction I'm driving. I, I feel like that's a 50-50 for me. I do buy the Casey's breakfast pizza, you know, probably more than I should. It can be a tie. Yeah, it can be a tie. Let's do that one as a tie. Yep. All right, last question. What's your favorite part of Decora and why? I have to say the landscape. Um, I have a, just a personal interest in plants and... Um, geology and <laughs> uh, ecosystems. And, and so I feel like being this close to algific talus slopes and caves and bluffs and native prairie is really extraordinary. Um, th- yeah, that's my favorite. There's a lot of great things that Decora has to offer. And with that being said, I'm always game to come to Decora for lunch or coffee or anything. So if we want to make this podcast like a weekly thing, that's fine by me. <laughs> In the meantime, can you tell the audience how to connect with you or if they have any other questions, how they can follow what's happening in Decora? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, the social media pages for uh, the Chamber of Commerce and Winnipeg County Development and Tourism and Visit Decora are all really great uh, for events. I would definitely recommend Decora now. And, um, you know, maybe we will have to talk again soon, Morgan, because we will have a new Visit Decora website coming. And I think that folks will be uh, really pleased with the the new look and the user experience that that will be a great uh, add in to where people can go to find stuff. Thank you so much, Jess. I'm glad we had the chance to chat today and learn all things Decora related. For our audience, you can find all of the links for our social media and the Decora Area Chamber, as we discussed in the show notes. As always, we strongly encourage you to submit ideas, ask questions, or connect with us. If you're interested in chatting with me or someone else along the byway, or anyone on the RCD team, we would love to hear from you. Tune in every week for new episodes highlighting business development, recreational activities, historic locations, natural resources, and of course, helpful hints to make your trip along the byway an incredible one. You can also find us on Facebook, online at northeastiowarcd.org, or by contacting our office in Postville. A special thank you to the staff at RCD in Postville and the Byway coordinators all across Iowa for helping make this podcast possible. Thank you again for listening to Bluffs, Brooks, and Byways. And remember, adventure awaits and the Byway can take you there. <laughs>